Thank you for joining Hope and Healing Ministries. I am your host for this podcast, I'm Denicia Abair, and I am ecstatic to be here today. Our topic for discussion is everything is not always what it appears to be. And I am truly um, just excited about this word. God has been dealing with me about Joseph, um, and I just wanted to share today um, because we are in a season where there is a lot of things going on. Um, there are a lot of um, people that are being uh, uh, put in, in compromising situations um, because of what's going on in the White House. There are people who are dying um, daily. There are people who are losing hope in God and losing hope in life. You know, there is just a lot going on. And if we are not careful, we will, we will find ourselves focusing on what the enemy puts in front of us instead of focusing on the word of God, instead of focusing on the promises of God, because the word of God says that we walk by faith or that we should walk by faith and not by sight. But sometimes living in this world that we live in, they can be very hard. They can be very hard to do uh, because we live in a world where everything is tangible, where we can put our hands hands on everything or you know with with, with technology um everything is just accessible today you know so therefore i just believe it is my personal opinion that in so many instances we have lost uh, um the desire or the need for patience you know we become impatient in waiting you know we i've said this a couple of years ago i was i was um um speaking at an event and i talked about the microwave generation and i talked about how we are living in a generation we we're coming a generation where we want to just pop everything in and everything just pop out. We don't want to have to wait on anything. But as I was going through the word of God on yesterday and I was reading back through and for and refamiliarizing myself with the story of Joseph, I you know God began to show me the length of time um, that it was between the time that he was sold into slavery, um, the time that he was betrayed by his brothers, and the time that he was released from the dungeon. It was a total of thirteen years, you know. And so a lot of times I believe that when we read the Bible, we just think that everything was just like a bam, 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 like right behind each other but God just began to show me that the process that Joseph had to go through from being sold into slavery from being uh -uh, for well from starting out being you know hated by his brothers and shunned um because of his of his ability to dream and then being sold into slavery and you know then being lied on uh uh uh, uh, by the king's wife saying that he tried to rape her and then go and then ending up in the in the prison and you know within this time frame of God and, and the, the thing I love about the story is that even in the spite of all of this he still had favor even in an uncomfortable situation even in a dry place even in a dark place even in a place of hardship and trials God, the word of God says that he still had 
favor with God. And 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 and, it, and I can I can truly attest to being in hard places but still having favor with God, still knowing that God is with me, still knowing that God is protecting me, still knowing that God is is is, is has built a fortress around me, around my thinking. And the reason why I know that is because in some of the things that I have encountered, I know that if it had not been for the Lord on my side that I would have lost my mind that I probably would have um literally taken my own life that I would not be giving him the praise. I would not be giving him the glory. I would not be giving him the honor because it just would not make sense. But I thank God that even in the, the, the roughest places of my life, he has been there with me. He has been faithful to his promise that says, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. But it, but as I would, but, but when we're getting back to Joseph in the 13 years, um, I just begin to think about, you know, just what could have possibly possibly been going through his mind within that 13 year time frame um, and how he had to have been thinking, you know, about Lord, I haven't done anything wrong. I didn't do anything to the man's wife. I don't deserve to be here, but you talking about 13 years. Um, he was in this place day after day, moment after moment, year after year for 13 years until God said, okay, you know what? Um, okay. The time is now. Uh, 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 God even gave him an opportunity for for the baker and and, and the cupbearer uh, um, to be put in prison with him. And the word of God says that even after the cupbearer uh, uh, um, and the baker was was in the prison with him and released, another two years passed by. Uh, um, so it was eleven years, and then another two years passed by after he specifically told the cupbearer. Uh, and the baker, hey, you know what? I'm gonna interpret your dreams, but don't forget about me. Tell you know, tell tell them what I have done. Tell them what I did for you. But but quite naturally, you know what I'm saying? The dream that he interpreted, it came to pass, as he said. But still, another two years passed by. And so what it began to show me was that. You know, no matter what we go through in life, a lot of times we get angry with God or we get angry with our situations because things are not moving in the time frame that we think that it's supposed to move. But I'm reminded of the word of God when it says that our ways are not our are not God's ways and our thoughts are not God's thoughts. And a day to God is as a thousand days. So therefore, you know, our timing is definitely not on God's timing. Our calendar, according to to man is totally different from from heavens from the kingdom's calendar you know and so it just so I just begin to look at uh, um you know what what how you know how Joseph could should uh, um, must have felt going through these days you know getting up every day going out and doing whatever work he had to do outside uh, uh, of the confines of the dungeon and then knowing that at a certain time of day he had to go back into the dungeon of again no freedom uh, uh 
um, not able to live his life, not able to be a normal man, not able to have a family, not able to have children, uh, um, not able, you know, to, to, to literally grow, fulfill his teenage years because when he, because when he was sold into slavery, he was 17 years old. So just think about that. Just think about a young man now, you know, going to prison at 17 and getting out at 30 and how much has been missed and how much, uh, uh um, how much, how much has been, how much, how much time has gone by, how things have changed in that time frame. So just think about all that he missed within those 13 years. But then, um, but then the story gets better because when God allows his opportunity to manifest because the word of God says when he maketh you when he does it when he when God blesses the word says that he maketh you rich and no sorrow is added so just think that the day that uh, uh, when God allowed the king to have the dream just think Joseph had no idea that his life was getting ready to change. He had no idea that his life was getting ready uh, um, to, 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 to go full speed ahead. And so in the process of him um, interpreting the king's dream, all he thought, I'm sure it was that okay. Hey, I'm going to interpret the king's dream and I'm going to go back to my dungeon. But God said, no, this is your point of opportunity. And so what I love about the story is that when uh, um, he was given the opportunity to become uh, um, the, the governor over everything, what, what, what happened was that what he, what he prophesied to his brothers and his father was that one day they were all going to bow to him. That came true. That's the first thing is that whatever God says, whatever God shows you, if you hold on to it and you know that it's from God, it might not manifest that day. It might not manifest that next month. It might be years down the line because it was 30 years. It was 13 or 14 years later when the, what he told his father and his brothers, uh, um, what they were going, that, that they were going to bow to him. It was a four, almost a 14 year time span from him telling them that and it actually manifesting. And so in the process, what happens is that um, there becomes that there's a famine in the land. And so what I had to think about throughout this, uh, um, throughout the studying was that God set all of this in place. God set all of this in motion, even before Joseph was even thought about, because for him to allow him to dream it, that means that God had already seen it. And so, so what it, so what I begin to recognize is that once Joseph gets to the point to where now, um, the, the, the famine in the land where, where Jacob and his brothers are is very severe. But, but God has positioned Joseph in the right place at the right time to make sure that they do not starve. To make sure that every need is supplied. And don't that sound like our God? That he's always on time. He's always working behind the scenes. Even we don't know he's working. Because one thing I have to be, be mindful of is that Jacob and 
and his brothers had no idea what was getting ready to take place in their lives. All they knew is that Jacob say he said he told his sons, he said, I heard that there is, is, is grain in Egypt. But what he did not know was that the same son that he had been mourning over was the same son that God had set in place. He had set it, he had set everything in motion to make sure that God was going to be faithful to his word because God told Jacob uh, uh, um, uh, um, um, that, that when they read, when Jacob wrestled with God, what Jacob told him was what God told him was that I'm changing your name to Israel. And he said, that I'm going to give you the same promise that I gave to Abraham. And that is that I'm going to make your name great, that I'm going to bless your seed. I'm going to bless you and your seed. And so this was God continuing to fulfill his promise, even through the son that was sold into slavery, even to the son that was, they had 13 years of hardship. God positioned him and allowed him to manifest, allowed the, the, the vision and allowed the prophetic word to manifest at the appointed time. And that was at the time of the famine for, for him to be able to prepare for the famine. Because at first it was, it was going to be, it was seven years of good uh, 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 of good, of good, t- uh, seven good years. But then, when it came time for the famine, God positioned Joseph so much. He gave him so the Holy Spirit uh, um, directed and led him, and gave him the skills and the ability to prepare the whole seven years during the time that the land was flourishing, and that the harvest was producing, so that he could prepare prepare for the years of famine. So that is just like God. God will come in and he will tell you, hey, it's time to prepare. It's time to get ready. Something is getting ready. Something is on the horizon. That is the place that we are in even today to where we have to pay attention that we are in a place to where the kingdom is speaking out. God is speaking directly to his people and saying to get prepared because a hard time is coming and if we ignore the voice of God, then we are going to find ourselves in a place to where we are going to do, to where the famine is going to overtake us. And that is not the will of God. And so, and so as I get back to, uh, to Joseph, the part to where I, 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 I looked at where everything is not as it seems is when he finally um, exposed himself to his brothers. And when he exposed himself to his brothers in Genesis um, chapter 45, it says in, cha- in verse four, it says, then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you for two years. Now there has been famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. And so when I read that word, I instantly got excited. 
hide it in my spirit because I begin to just look back on my own life and to see all of the hardships and the trials and the abuse and the neglect and the sickness and the disease and all of the things that I thought that were just a total mistake in my life. But then I, after reading this, I begin to realize that it has all been for my good. It has all been for the glory and the manifestation of God's goodness in my life. And so what I begin to look at is, is that a lot of times what, what the enemy will try to do is he will try to magnify um, the situation. He'll try to magnify the circumstance. He'll try to make the problem bigger than what it is. And what we do is we fall prey to it because of our emotions and because of our thinking and because of our because of stress and strain because we're trying to make things happen. We're trying to make it be right. We're trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together and it's just not working that way. And so what God began to show me was that we have to understand that, that we have to be able to look at the bigger picture. We have to be able to not look around us, but we have to be able to look above us and know that there is a God that sits high and looks low. There's a God that is mindful of us. Um, in, in our low places. There's a God that is mindful of us. He, um, the word of God in Psalms 103 said that he, 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 he's, he's mindful of our frame. Meaning that he knows that we are in this flesh. And he knows what we go through. He knows what we experience. He knows we're going to make mistakes. He knows we're not going to get it right all the time. because And that is where grace comes in. That's where mercy comes in. At. But what we have to understand is that everything that's in front of us is not as it appears but that is where faith comes in at because the word of God says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen so we got to be able to see Lord, not with our natural eyes but we have to be able to dig on the inside of us we have to be able to connect with Christ that lives within us to know that God is working um, on our behalf to know that God is perfecting everything around us knowing that God is bringing everything to an expected end and he cannot do that if we're not walking in faith he cannot do that if we're constantly trying to put our hands um, to everything and we're trying to uh, uh, keep walking when he's telling us to be still if we keep talking when he's telling us to be quiet if we keep trying to work when he's telling us just to slow down if we keep trying to do everything that he's telling us not to do those are the times that we find ourselves going through the hardest times of our lives. And so I just wanted to encourage somebody today to know that everything around you right now is not as it appears. Even with what's going on in the White House, it is not as it appears. It appears that right now the world is in turmoil. It appears that everything is on a shutdown. It appears, but I, but I am here to tell you today that the kingdom of God never shuts down. The kingdom of God is in operation 24 hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop. Because our God never sleeps and he never slumbers. And so therefore we have to take our eyes off of what's around us and put our eyes on the prize. Paul said, I, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling which in, in God, which is Christ Jesus. So we have to change our mindset. We have to change our focus. And we have to look at the cross. We have to look at, 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 the, at the power of the resurrection of Christ. And to know that that same 
same power that raised Jesus from the dead is still working for us today. It's still working in our lives. It's still working to resurrect every dead thing in our life. Now, some things have to stay dead, but there's some things that, that, that are that are silent. There's some things that are not moving, and that's not the will of God. But God said if we just keep if we just keep believing, if we just keep trusting, if we just keep pressing, if we just keep praising, if we just keep worshiping, if we just keep our mind stayed on him, if we just be still and rest in him, God said that we're going to see the, the, the salvation. We're going to see his salvation. We're going to see his righteousness. We're going to see his mighty right hand move in our lives in a way that we've never seen him move before, but he's calling us deeper. He's calling us to a deeper place. He's calling us to, to obtain deeper revelation and deeper understanding of who he is. He's calling us into a place that we've never been in. We've been we've been doing the basic, the bare minimum. But God is saying that he doesn't want the bare minimum anymore. Now he wants us to go deeper. He wants us to go harder. He wants us to come stronger. He wants us to love on him in a way that we've never loved on him. Not because we need things. Not because we desire things. But love him because of who he is. Love him for the awesome God that he is. Love him because of he's mighty. Love him because he's powerful. Love him because he's holy. Love him because he's righteous. Love him because he's omniscient and omnipresent. God is calling for us to go deeper. To go deeper in the name of Jesus. He's calling for us to go deeper. I recall a dream I had a couple of weeks ago where I was driving in a car and the car was white. And anytime you are you have a dream and you're driving, it, it, it it's talking about direction. And I'm driving on this street, and all of a sudden this street turns into an ocean of water. There's no more street left, it's just an ocean of water. And so what I realized from that dream is that God is calling us deeper into a deeper place into a place to where like Peter had to walk on the water that we have to walk on we have to believe and we have to walk on the water not focus on drowning but focus on uh, um, floating above the water because God has our hands because God has us in his hands because God will not let us fail because God will not let us fall because God will not cause us to stumble because God wants us to have a solid foundation that is built on his word that is built on faith that's built on his promises and that's where we have to be at and when I think about the story of Joseph I think about how it all worked out in God's favor how it all worked out according to God's plan we he, it, nobody knew the plan nobody knew the plan before time but it all worked out according to God's plan and so we have to be able to get out of God's way. Hallelujah. We have to be able to get out of God's way and know that God's way is the right way. To be able to get on God's street, on his path, and know that his path will not lead us down a treacherous um in dangerous ways that the when we find ourselves on a path that is dangerous on a path that is destructive it's because we have gotten off off of course it's because we've gotten out of the way we've gotten off of God's radar because we try to do it ourselves and so God is saying get back on my street God is saying turn back on my street and let my street take you to your destiny let my street take you to your purpose let my street take you to uh, um, a place of peace a 
place of joy, a place of happiness. Let my let the street that I am on, the street that's paved with gold, the street where there's nothing but peace and love and harmony. Get back on the street with me. Take this journey with me. And when you take this journey with me, you cannot go wrong. You cannot and you will not fail is what God is saying. There is no failure in God. There is only prosperity in God. There is only growth in God. There is only new in God. And we have entered into this new season and already, even starting out in this new year, many have seen uh, 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 um, devastation even in just the first 18 days of this year. But God is saying it will not last always. Trouble does not last always. The, the word of God says weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come. And you just got to keep knowing that by day by day is going to eventually going to show up. Because even in the word I was reading today in Isaiah, God said, I'm not going to always be angry. I'm not going to always pull my people into court. I'm going to do a new thing in their lives. I'm going to look past where they are and I'm going to deliver them. I'm going to lead them. I'm going to guide them and I'm going to comfort them according to the word of Isaiah 57 and so I thank and I praise you today for for just joining in with me and I'm going to close out in prayer. Father God, we just come before you today. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your people of God, your people, Father God, who have listened in on this podcast today. And we thank you, God, that we understand today based on the word, God, that everything is not as it appears. And so, Father God, we choose today to believe you. Father God, even even in our um, Father, even in our areas of, 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 of stressing and straining, Father, we come and we just thank and praise you. God, that even according to the man in the Bible, he said, Father God, I believe, but help my unbelief. And so, Father God, I just pray now, God, God, for those who are struggling in the area of trust and faith, God, just help our unbelief, Father. And so, Father, I just pray today, God, that you would bless, Lord God, your sons and your daughters, God, in every area of their lives. Father God, I thank and I praise you, Father God, that you would allow this word, God, to just marinate in their souls. Lord God, and that they will just hold on to the fact God that you are an on time God and that you may not come when we want you to come but you are always on time and so Father we thank you now we ask now that you allow the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart God to be acceptable unto you who is our strength and our redeemer and it is in Jesus name we pray amen and so I thank you today for joining me for Hope and Healing Ministries podcast. It has been a pleasure uh, um, to, to, to be able to impart this word to you today. And I, I thank you for joining me. And I will look forward um, to, our, to the next podcast. And I tell you what, you have a blessed Friday, a blessed weekend, a blessed Sabbath Saturday. Um, if you are available, I pray that you will join us for our Sabbath Saturday um, intercessory prayer and communion. Um, on, on tomorrow, January the 19th at 7 a.m. Um, um, you can find me on, on, um, Facebook under Denicia Abear, A-B-E-A-R, and all of the information is there. And again, like I said, I look forward, um, to our next podcast, our next time together. You guys be blessed. Bye-bye.